Well, waking up early, early this morning, for some reason I was up and um, coming across the news here that Japan's former prime minister, Shinzo Abe, uh, the time of this recording has been shot and is in critical condition. So, you know, sometimes I realize that the moniker of this show has challenges, and today is one of those where we have a world leader who has possibly been assassinated. Those details will unfold through the day past the scope of the recording of this, but some of the details that we do know is that it was a young man who shot. Prime Minister Abe was giving a speech out on an open street, and the man was had just right there access. And the other thing that's ironic about this, or Uranian in my perspective, is that Japan has very strict gun laws. This was a homemade weapon and likely homemade ammunition. I don't want to get into politics, but I do know that this prime minister has been a friend of the United States for over a decade as his in his second term as prime minister. And of course, this comes on the heels of Boris Johnson's resignation in the United Kingdom. Sometimes the astrology is not fun. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's tough. Shinzo Abe does not have a published birth time, but his birth date is September 21st, 1954. I set the chart to 12 p.m. Tokyo, Japan, and then put the sun on the ascendant. That's the best we can do. With that chart, Pluto is on the cusp of the fifth house. Saturn is on the cusp of the sixth house. Neptune is on the cusp of the seventh house. And Mars is just inside Taurus now at the cusp of the 8th house. When these things show up, it just, astrology never ceases to amaze me. This is not a day nor a chart structure that people who understood this would have allowed him to be in an open-air environment making a speech, especially with people that close. We need more people in prominent places who understand astrology. I already had today's podcast done and loaded, and I came in here to revise this in light of these situations because this is obviously prominent news. And one of the things I mentioned was the return on Monday. Just to give you a heads up, the Pluto return number two takes place for the United States on Monday early morning. We'll talk about that in detail on Monday's episode, but that uh, is the second Pluto return for the United States. Here we are. Robert Glasscock and I recorded some new episodes this week, and one of the discussions we had is when you look into the chart and you see things that are dark, what do you do with that? What's the line and the responsibility between alarmist and interpreting astrological symbols that (laughs) um, are hard to argue with? I have debated that in my mind countless hours. I want to be very responsible to you, encouraging to you, and yet there are times that the chart just uh, speaks of challenge. And this Mars moving into Taurus, and when it did it in my book, and I even marked this for somebody on a stock chart and sent the picture. I sent it to Robert, too, actually. 
that as soon as Mars and Mercury had changed signs on Tuesday, instantly here the market just absolutely collapsed minutes afterwards. And now we have a leader in the U.K. basically just brought up. I mean, nothing. Boris Johnson didn't do anything this week. It's been going on for a long time, and it culminated this week. So we have Mars in Taurus. We have Uranus in Taurus, and Uranus and the North Node are just a half a degree apart now. They can join the last week of July. So for the next three weeks, Uranus and the North Node are going to be closing in on each other, which means that Uranus and the South Node are going to be closing in on an exact opposition. Meanwhile, Mars is moving right into that party. The exact date on that is July 26th, early in the morning in Eastern Time, and Mars will be just four degrees away. And where I am, it happens in the seventh house, which has war symbolism. And then over on Old Soul, New Soul, Robert and I have a little series going about eclipses and kind of talks through some of the things that are facing us ahead and and what to do with this. And I'll tell you, in this little box, sometimes it's often a lonely journey in here trying to look at this and then decide what to do with it. So I'm doing my best, you guys. All right, let me give you a couple of things for the weekend, okay? And then we'll scoot out of here. The moon moved into Scorpio at 1.14 Eastern Time this morning. The other big aspect today, we have two involving the sun over the weekend. The sun squares Chiron today. I talked about in what will be the lost episode now that I still, I think Chiron has prominence. Robert doesn't use it, and we talk about that. Uh, we talked about it in the in the current episode that's up right now, and that why he doesn't use it and where he looks for it instead. But I'll tell you what, for me, Chiron was very key in everything about my life turning completely around. So I respect it. And the sun squaring it today could bring up some synchronicities around our past or our wounds that seem to not heal, those things that we just seem to not be able to shake, that we carry with us. And then tomorrow, Mercury squares Jupiter in the morning, early, early, 2.13 a.m. Eastern Time. But then I'm going to hop over to Sunday because the moon leaves Scorpio. See, we've got Scorpio today and tomorrow, Scorpio moon. Then early Sunday morning, the moon moves into Sagittarius and the sun sextiles Uranus. So here we are, this Uranian theme. I mean, uh, this this thing this morning just has Uranus written all over it. So Uranus over the weekend, Chiron over the weekend, Mars active in Taurus. I am thinking here just one thing, one little takeaway. Be extra careful. Just be safe. Be careful. These things are moving and applying toward this This big conjunction that will happen on the 26th, very key thing. And I'm just saying, extra caution through July. And you know, this is one of the things. I mean, either get a reading or get the 101 course and learn how you can interpret where these things are in your chart. Because if you had a chart looking like Prime Minister Abe's chart did this morning, you would be extra careful. And these are times that we are going to have to make some adjustments. I'll be back tomorrow with Ray Merriman's newsletter, and then I have some listener questions that I think we'll tackle on Sunday. But for now, to just leave here, where I'm leaving this still, is that Prime Minister Abe is fighting for his life. 
So I'd just like to leave in silence thinking of the people of Japan, the Prime Minister, and his family.